All right, it's good to be in God's house tonight, amen? Amen. Did you enjoy the Allen family this morning? Weren't they a blessing? Amen. Uh, uh, i tell you what, uh, I love good family harmony. You can't beat family harmony, and uh, they're just about as good as it gets when it comes to that. But most of all, I appreciate uh, the anointing uh, that rests upon them while they sing. So, uh, But uh, I'm not satisfied with what God did for us earlier today. I'm expecting another blessing tonight. So uh, find you a blueback hymnal tonight. Turn to 470. Stand all over the church house. And let's sing what a day, glorious day that will be. Amen. How many of you are looking forward to that day when we see Jesus uh, face to face? Amen. I don't believe it's going to be long. Amen. Praise God. Let's sing now. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky, no more tears will dim the eye, all is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. Sing now. What a day that will be. When my Jesus I shall see, and I look upon His face, the one who saved me by His grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land what a day glorious day that will be there'll be no sorrow there no Amen. Here's going to be the best part. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be with my Jesus I shall and I look upon his face the one who saved me by his grace when he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land what a day glorious day sing that chorus drop the music tonight let's worship the Lord what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see and I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads 
through the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. Amen. What a day, glorious day that will be. Amen. Turn over to 408 in your blue back hymnal or 107 in the red back. 408, I must tell Jesus until we see the Lord face to face. I'm thankful uh, that we can uh, tell Him, uh, carry all of our burdens to Him. Amen. And He'll hear us and He'll answer uh, every petition that we uh, offer up to Him tonight. Amen. Let's sing now. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, He kindly can help me, Jesus alone. I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. He is a man. Have you found him to be a compassionate friend? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If I but ask him, he will deliver, make of my troubles quickly and end. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear. alone on the last now oh how the world to cannot bear my 
tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. How many of you believe the Lord can help you tonight? Amen. Let's turn around and welcome one another into the house of God. It sure is good to be here this evening. Amen. sticks closer than a brother, the one uh, the Bible says will never leave us and he'll never forsake us, but he'll go with us all the way even unto the ends of the world. How many of you are thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and where would we be if it weren't for him? So again, what a wonderful day it's already been and we appreciate what God did for us uh, earlier today, but uh, we're not satisfied with that, but we're looking for another blessing uh, here tonight. Again, uh, not only did I enjoy the Allen family singing, but I also enjoyed Brother Todd and the message he preached. Did a phenomenal job, wonderful job challenging us. And I can't speak for anybody else, but that was the exact message that I needed to hear this morning. And certainly uh, stirred my heart. And I'm thankful for the man of God uh, listening to the Spirit of God. Uh, amen. So appreciate that. Do remember, again, we've got one more flurry here. Uh, I mean, why in the world would I even use the word flurry this time of year, right? Praise God. But, um, amen, one more activity is we've got the Neelands, uh award-winning uh, gospel group, the Neelands, that will be with us this upcoming Saturday night, 7 o'clock p.m. here at the church. And, you know, to be honest with you, especially this time of year, we're taking a little bit of a risk having a Saturday night singing. Used to, uh, that was commonplace, but uh, it hadn't been too many years ago that I pretty much uh, uh, swore off of having uh, Saturday night activities uh, because it's just hard to get people to come out uh, on a Saturday evening. But uh, we need your presence, and uh, we need you to bring somebody with you this upcoming uh, uh, Saturday night. Uh, again, you're not going to uh, find an opportunity to hear better gospel singing uh, than what you're going to hear this upcoming Saturday 
No admission. We don't believe in charging uh, ticket sales here at United. I'd be afraid God would strike me down. Amen. To charge admission to the house of God. Uh, many churches are doing that, and I can't figure out uh, how they can justify it. Uh, when the Lord said uh, not to make my father's house and house of merchandise. So again, we will be taking up a love offering, but we do need your presence and we need you to bring somebody with you this upcoming Saturday. Uh, again, uh, June the 11th, 7 o'clock p.m. We do still have some flyers in the back that if you'd like to take a flyer and uh, help spread the word, we encourage you to do that. Uh, also do remember that there is no United for Christ uh, during the summer months. We're giving our workers uh, some time off. Lord willing, before the uh, summer's over, we'll have Bible school. That's something we're going to try to have a Bible school meeting here in the next week or so uh, so we can, uh, we can uh, start some planning and preparation for that. Um, also, do continue to remember, again, the Channel, television, the Channel 18 TV broadcast. Again, our, our new website, www.ubcgreenville.com. Don't forget to uh, comment on that. And uh, also, I do need to have, Lord willing, we're going to have a special called business meeting this upcoming Wednesday night immediately following our services. Nothing to be alarmed about. Positive things, actually, uh, that are going on here at the church as God continues to bless us and we continue to try to move His work forward here at United. I do want to remind you, it's not our work, it's His work. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Excuse me, just by way of a prayer request this evening. Have I missed anything announcement-wise? Prayer request, uh, a few that were uh, given out this morning. Continue to remember Miss Grace in prayer. Remember her and her health. Continue to remember Bob Price. Remember Gary Gridley. I talked with Gary this week. Remember both he and Francis. Uh, remember Cheryl Filing. Cheryl actually went back to the doctor uh, this uh, week uh, in Nashville. And they determined that uh, the tumor behind her eye has been shrinking. So praise God for that. Continue to remember, uh, amen, Miss Cheryl in prayer. Continue to remember Elma and her health. Elma needs our prayers. Uh, continue to remember Miss um, uh, Lola Hafke as she is, um, uh, amen, recovering from where she fell and hurt her hip. Remember her. Continue to remember uh, Miss Joanne Knight, also Roger Knight. Uh, remember them in prayer. Uh, remember Uncle Kenny as he's not feeling well. Continue to remember Brian uh, Cannon as Brian's sick. Remember him. Uh, let's see a few others. Uh, well, we don't want to forget the uh, still the uh, Roe versus Wade decision that's still hanging in the balance, and we don't know exactly when that decision is going to be passed down, but I do believe it's going to be soon. And just pray uh, for a favorable decision that's God's pleased with. Uh, I'm not so concerned as whether or not the world's pleased with it. I want to make sure that God's pleased with the decision that's made. Continue to remember that. Uh, we need to continue to remember the ongoing uh, food shortage and uh, uh, we could talk about gas prices and inflation and all that. Uh, but I'll tell you what, um, uh, there are food shortages developing all over our world. Of course, we know that famine is one of the signs of the last days. So I believe the Lord's continuing to try to remind us uh, that uh, things are winding down very soon. Also remember the shootings that are taking place all across our nation. Uh, the truth of the matter is violence 
has, um, is out of control. Uh, we, uh, we've never seen the likes of the kind of violence that's going on uh, in our nation. And it seems like, whereas it used to be, uh, occasionally you'd hear about a mass shooting, now it's almost daily that you hear about. And I'm not, am I exaggerating? No, no I'm not. So uh, you say, preacher, what is that? Well, it's chaos. It's what happens when uh, it's called a lawless society which lawlessness is another attribute of the last days. And what it is, it's, uh, it's evidence of uh, a culture that has abandoned God and has uh, said, God, we don't need you. We can do this by ourselves. And I believe God's, uh, you know, kind of saying, all right, let's see how things go. And I want to remind you tonight, church, that we don't have a gun problem in America. We have a God problem. Amen. So let's remember our nation in prayer. Remember Linda Waddle in prayer. Uh, remember Gary Lamb. Remember uh, Ross Hilton and Ray Crawford, some that were mentioned this morning. I'm sure you may have some that you'd like to add to that tonight. Any other prayer requests this evening? Amen. My brother-in-law has COVID. Others tonight. Amen. 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 You're right, Sarah. That's right. Amen. Amen. Couldn't have said it better myself. Amen. She, I say it and I get in trouble. She can say it and get away with it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Appreciate that, Sarah. Somebody else this evening, any other prayer request? Continue to remember each other, remember um, uh, God's people. You know, we've got to stay encouraged. And um, would you just agree with me? Sometimes that's hard. You know, that's why I like coming to church because it kind of re encourages me. But in between, from Sunday to Sunday, that's when I kind of get discouraged and start feeling sorry for myself and wanting to wave the white flag. And uh, But listen, church, regardless of what it looks like on the outside, I've read the back of the book and I know who wins. I'm on the winning side, amen. Jesus has already won the war. Uh, he claimed victory when he cried out from Calvary's cross, it is finished, amen. Uh, we already have victory. Uh, so we need to act like we're winners, champions. Uh, but that's easier said than done when you uh, look, live by, look, uh, walk by sight rather than living by faith. Amen. All right, any others tonight before we pray? Unspoken requests by the uplifted hand. Lost loved ones. Amen. Anybody have lost 
family members, friends that need Jesus Christ. Uh, amen. We'll gather around the altar. If you'd like to join us, you can do so. If not, pray there in your seats, uh, please, as we take these requests before the Lord here this evening. Ask my dad, if he will, to uh, lead us in prayer. Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus, Father, for this chance that we have together. Lord, on Sunday night, God, Lord, what a day it's already been. And Lord, how you've helped us and blessed us and, uh, Lord, moved in our midst. And, uh, Lord, just uh, God done uh, so much more for us than what we could ever repay you. Uh, Lord, thank you for it, God. Lord, where would we be without you, Father? And oh, God, Lord, I pray we keep our eyes on the prize, Father. Lord, just, uh, uh, Lord, not allow ourselves, God, to uh, to live uh, lives of defeat or discouragement, but help us, Lord, to realize that we're closer to the coming of our Savior than we've ever been. God, cleanse us, God. Forgive us for our sins, God. And, uh, Lord, for our uh, carelessness, God. Lord, I'm concerned, Father. Lord, it's high time that we wake up out of our sleep, God, knowing that uh, there's our salvation nearer than when we first believed, God. And Lord, bless the service tonight, God. We appreciate, Lord. Uh, Lord, another privilege to be here, God. Lord, pray that you move in our midst, work in our hearts. Uh, Lord, do for us what we cannot do for each other ourselves, God. And, uh, God, help me tonight as I preach the Word of God. And, uh, Lord, share the truth that you've uh, imparted to me. And God, Lord, I pray, God, that you just uh, do a great and mighty work, Father. Uh, Lord, here at United and at other churches of like faith, God, I pray, uh, Lord, for uh, Miss Grace's brother Chris. Lord, bless him. Pray for Grace and her health. I pray for Bob. Pray for Brother Gary Gridley. Pray for Miss Cheryl. Uh, Lord, I pray God for uh, Lord Wayne. I pray God for uh, Miss Lola. I pray for Joanne. Lord, I pray God for Uncle Kenny. Bless him. Uh, I pray, dear Lord, Lord, that you bless Roger Knight. Lord, I pray for uh, uh, Lord uh, Chris McCoy. I pray, Father, Lord, that you bless uh, the Roe versus Wade decision. I pray, God, for all the violence. Lord, it's breaking out. Lord, I pray for the, the gas prices, the food shortage. Uh, Lord, please, God, help your people to repent and return before it's too late. Lord, I pray for Linda Waddell. I pray for Gary Lamb. pray for uh, Ross Hilton and Ray Crawford. pray for Brian. pray for uh, my cousin Chris, Lord. I pray for our president, God. Lord, all of our leaders, God, we've got a leadership problem uh, in America, Lord, and I pray, God, that you would reverse the situation, God, as, as your people uh, repent and turn our hearts towards thee, God. Lord, move in our midst. Bless uh, this service tonight is our prayer. God, we're going to praise you. Lord, uh, meet each and every need, touch every heart. If there might be one tonight that's lost, save them before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a couple ushers come forward at this time, and we will receive our uh, Sunday night offering. Got double Anthony here this evening. Amen. Old Anthony and young Anthony. Isn't that right? 
Uh, amen. Uh, two good ones. Hallelujah. All right. Uh, Anthony Knight, you lead us in prayer. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And his child, forever I am. Praise the Lord. Little baby is getting excited back there. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, amen. I'm going to start praying that Anthony and Tara have another one. Hallelujah. What do you think, Tara? Oh, Anthony will like that. Oh, okay. All right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Love these youngins. Appreciate all the children that God's brought to our church. Aren't you thankful for them? We are so blessed to have the children that we have here. Not only those who are part of our youth group on Wednesday, amen, but our uh, church kids as well, amen. If we just do something about them barm girls, amen. They just act too like, much like their mama. That's the problem, uh, amen. That's right. Ain't that right, Michael? Michael's not. <laughs> Praise the Lord, amen. I knew he wouldn't say anything. All right, uh, somebody have a word for the Lord tonight, a testimony, God been good to you, something you'd like to share uh, tonight before we preach. God not been good to anybody, I guess, that's what it sounds like. Amen, brother. Praise the Lord. Anybody else this evening? Amen. Amen. Miss Linda wasn't feeling well this morning. And uh, boy, we sure do miss her when she's not here. And uh, amen. We prayed that God would bless them. Did you have good weather when you was away? Well, praise the Lord. Amen. So we appreciate these girls. Amen. And even Axel. We appreciate Axel. Amen. But uh, love these kids. Linda's got her hands full, doesn't she? Amen, but we're thankful for every one of them. Anybody else tonight? God been good to you? Amen, Joanne. Joanne uh, has been sick, but boy, I tell you, it's just uh, great to see her with us, and we love her dearly. Amen. Anyone else? Amen. All right, kids. 
you have been uh, requested, summoned, yes. You want to hear, let me tell you about my Jesus, is that? All right. Come on, young. Get you, get you mics. Let's sing. Oh, he makes the way when there ain't no way. 
Hallelujah. Let my Jesus change your life. Anybody know what it is for the Lord to change your life tonight? Praise God. Otis, you going to sing? All right. What are you going to sing? All right. He's going to sing for us this evening. Appreciate Otis. Amen. Do what? Well, yeah, if it's not in the book, is it? All right. All right, so what this song is that Otis is wanting to sing uh, is, uh, it's an old song, I'm sure you've heard it, and it says, uh, must have been the hand of the Lord, amen. It was on a Sunday, uh, somebody touched me, amen. And uh, how many of you are familiar with that song, amen. Uh, so what we do is we go through uh, the different verses, the different days of the week. When you come to the day that you got saved, you stand up. And then at the end, if you don't know what day it is, but you know that there was a day, then, you, then we don't want to leave you out either. But this is a, an opportunity for us, uh, amen, just to praise the Lord for what He's done for us. And Otis wanted to sing this. Of course, he won't sing it by himself. He wants me to help him. Praise God. Hey, do what? Let me see. All right. All right, so all right, so how many of you remember remember the day when the Lord saved you? Amen. Praise God. All right, so let's sing. It must have been the hand of the Lord. Uh, we'll do if. on a Sunday somebody touched me it was on a Sunday somebody touched me it was on a Sunday somebody touched me must have been the hand of the Lord it was on a Monday somebody touched me it was on a Monday, somebody touched me. It was on a Monday, somebody touched me. It must have been the hand of the Lord. It was on a Tuesday, somebody touched me. It was on a Tuesday. Somebody touched me, it was on a Tuesday. Somebody touched me, it must have been the hand of the Lord. It was on a Wednesday, somebody touched me, it was on a Tuesday. 
Somebody touch me. It was on a Wednesday. Somebody touch me. It must have been the hand of the Lord. It was on a Thursday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Thursday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Thursday. Somebody touch me. It must have been the hand of the Lord. It was on a Friday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Friday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Friday. Somebody touch me. Must have been the hand of the Lord. It was on a Saturday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Saturday. Somebody touch me. It was on a Saturday. Somebody touch me. It must have been the hand of the Lord. I don't know what day it is, but I know He touched me. I don't know what day it is. I know He touched me. I don't know what day it is. I know He touched me. It must have been the hand of the Lord. Amen. Praise God tonight. Otis, you did good, brother. Amen. Well, I'm glad I know what it is for the Lord to touch me, aren't you? Amen. Praise God. But not only did He touch me, but He saved me. Amen. Amen. That's, uh, you've heard me say that recently, that that's one of those things that uh, in, our day, the, in our day, the word saved is kind of going out of style. We want to talk about belief and faith and all these things, but all, all that's part of it, belief and faith. But I'm thankful that I've been saved by the blood of Jesus. Are you thankful you've been saved tonight? Amen by the blood of Christ. All right. Thank you, Otis. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, anybody else this evening have a word that you'd like to uh, share with us, a song or something God's put on your heart before we preach the message tonight? All minds and hearts clear this evening. I might be getting a little ahead of myself, but uh, while I was on the piano, them kids was singing... Uh, We've got enough young'uns there to start a, a children's choir, don't we? That'd be all right, wouldn't it? Amen? Uh, I remember um, uh, back when I was growing up, we did that a lot on Sunday nights. We'd come out here early before church and Pam and different ones. Mom and Dad would put up with us. So that's the biggest thing, getting them to, to be still for about an hour. Amen. Uh, how many of you think that that can happen? Amen. No, probably not. <laughs> Amen. But uh, we'll pray about that and see what God would, would have. I'll tell you, I believe that we need to make, uh, make sure that the, the children know how, mu how important they are to our worship services. 
Uh, amen. Children are not only are they the future, but they're the present of the church. Amen. And I'm thankful for our children. Amen. And I'm proud of them and I love them, even when they do get a little rowdy and misbehave. Amen. All right. Anybody else tonight before we preach the Word of God? Y'all's a quiet group tonight. Y'all better amen me a little bit. Uh, see that baby? She's out. She's out shouting and praising everybody, just like just like her mama. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, turn with me if you will to Romans chapter number three. Romans chapter number three. I know it's been several weeks since we've been in our study of the book of Romans. We've just had a lot going on, but I don't want to quit this study. It is a. It's a. Uh, I can't speak for anybody else, but it has been a help and a blessing to me. And I love the book of Romans, one of my favorite books in the entire Word of God. So Romans chapter number 3 tonight, and we're going to continue pick up where we left off. Amen. Romans chapter number 3. If you found your place in the Word of God, say amen this evening. Oh, that was pitiful. Let me ask you one more time. I can tell it's going to be hard. Pre- I'm going to just go ahead and take my jacket. Get settled in. Uh, if you found your place, say amen. amen. That's a little better. I heard Anthony anyway. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's look at verse number 9. Verse number 9, the Bible says, Romans chapter number 3, verse 9, What then are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have... Before prove both Jew and Gentile that they are all in under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher with their tongues. They have used deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God in their, or before their eyes. Now we know what, that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the, law, is the knowledge excuse me, of sin. Father in heaven, we love you. Pray your blessings would be upon the reading. Uh, in preaching of your word. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that's here. Thank you for the good day we've had. And Lord, in spite of all the distractions, Lord, uh, I'm sure many are like me, Lord, just physically tired and, and mentally exhausted. But Lord, I pray that we'd just uh, try to put all the, uh, the things that the devil would uh, like to use to rob us of our concentration and our focus. And Lord, that we just spend a few moments looking towards Thee and uh, Lord, just seeing if there might be something in your word that you'd have for us to glean from. And Lord, apply to our hearts and lives. Lord, we appreciate the fact 
that you touched us, God. And Lord, we can't take credit for what's taken place, God, what's transpired. Lord, we owe it all to you. And uh, Lord, we, don't, we want to always make sure we give you the praise that you deserve. Lord, I pray that you might meet with us. Give us an unction and an anointing to preach. And Lord, I pray, Father, that your word would not fall on deaf ears, but penetrate hearts, bear an abundance of fruit in our lives. Honor your word, exalt your son by way of your humbled servant. We're going to praise you for who you are. If there might be one amongst us tonight that is lost, God, I pray that you save them before it's too late. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. All right, so Romans chapter number 3, as we have, uh, again, Paul is trying to describe what we might refer to as the exceeding sinfulness of men. And you know, as we study these chapters, we might, if we're not careful, get a little bit of a pessimistic attitude. Uh, And we don't want to be a Debbie Downer, that's... Not the case at all, and praise God that uh, although Paul, uh, before he ever gets to the positive, he establishes the negative, but I'm thankful that he didn't stay negative. I'm thankful that there is a positive. For man, the negative is man's sinfulness. The fact that man is exceeding sinful. And the truth is, you and I can't do anything about it on our own or by ourselves. We're guilty before God. We're without excuse. Uh, We have no defense. We have no plea. Uh, Amen. We are at God's disposal. And, uh, but I'm thankful that when justice called, mercy answered. I'm glad that God didn't give me what I deserve. But I'm thankful that He was merciful to my heart and soul. And He was gracious and He shed His amazing an abundant grace on my life. But again, uh, before Paul begins to develop this analysis of how man could be made righteous without the deeds of the law, and that is really, if you want to summarize the theme of the book of Romans into one concise phrase, it would be the righteousness of God. How that man can be made righteous. How many of you are thankful that you can be righteous tonight? In fact, I would say if you're saved, you are righteous. Now, uh, again, when we think about that, let's just, let's just uh, uh, give you an introduction tonight. You know, I don't know about you, but for me to be honest, it, it's awkward and odd for me to say that I'm righteous. Because in reality, I know that in myself I'm not. Amen. And Paul goes so far to say here that he said, I know that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Amen. Uh, And friend, I want to say to you tonight, just in case you wondered a question, in your flesh dwells no good thing. There's none righteous, no, not one. But yet what we and ourselves were unable to do for ourselves or for each other, God did for us by way of Jesus Christ. For He who knew no sin was made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So not because of anything I've done, but because of everything my Savior did for me, I can confidently say tonight 
that I am righteous. Amen? Why? Because God doesn't see me as I am, but He sees me as Christ is. Positionally, the Father views me just as if I've never sinned. And again, that's the thrust of this book. But before Paul can ever establish how that sinful man can be made righteous, he wants to just go to every length whatsoever to prove without uh, uh, reasonable doubt and uh, make it indisputable the fact that man in himself without God is uh, exceeding sinful. Not just a little bit sinful, amen. But man is spoiled rotten to the core. Amen. Anybody, any of you ever seen rotten fruit? Amen. Boy, it's nasty, ain't it? Or I, I don't know about, do, do you ever, have you ever been guilty of leaving food in the refrigerator for too long? And then somebody's got to clean it out? Uh, at our house, that ain't me, hallelujah. Why? Because i got a weak stomach. And, and, and boy, if it spoils and... And you ever seen seen those uh, Tupperware dishes and they got mold on the food, amen? Praise God. Hey, a little mold won't hurt you now. <laughs> amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, amen. That's, listen, spiritually speaking, man is spoiled rotten to the core. There's nothing good about him at all. But uh, again, and I don't want us to get bogged down, but... I think the last last time we left off, uh, beginning in verse number 11, uh, excuse me, beginning in verse number 10 and continuing through verse 12, uh, the word none is used a total of four times, which I believe Paul uses to emphasize the all-inclusive and totality of God's assessment of man's fallen estate and condition. I believe it's in the... In the law, either Leviticus or Deuteronomy, the Bible says, Thou art weighed in the balance and art found wanting. In other words, when God puts us on the scale and measures us up and and, and sees exactly where we stand according to His uh, holy standard for us. And again, where we stand, it's not about our opinion of ourselves or each other. Uh, Again, how I measure up in my own eyes or how you measure up in somebody else's eyes. But God has a holy standard. Amen? And God's standard is perfection. Uh, And and, uh, amen. The truth of the matter is, God is light and in Him uh, dwells no darkness at all. God cannot cohabit or coexist with anything sinful. Right? We have to meet His righteous and holy standard. And the fact of the matter is, when we are weighed in God's balance, we're all found wanting. In other words, we come up short. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But these verses also describe how that man's whole and entire being is absolutely and totally controlled by sin. In verse number 11 we find that man's mind is affected by sin. When Paul says that there is none that understandeth, then verse 12 he says man's heart is also uh, defiled when he says that there is none that seeketh after God. 
Then finally, he mentions the will of man in verse 13 when he says that there is none that doeth good. So you have all three aspects of man's entire being, whether it be his uh, mind, his heart, or his will. And they all fall short of God's standard. Amen. So let's think about that a little bit. And I want to say to you this evening that, that uh, man does not possess on his own the ability to comprehend or understand spiritual things. There is none that understandeth, verse number 11. Uh, and I think I mentioned to, it, to you maybe as we close the last time, you ever talk to somebody that's lost and, try, and they tried to discuss the Bible with you, spiritual things, and it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever? Listen, friend, to discuss spiritual things other than man's need for salvation, you're just wasting your time. Amen? Uh, because I believe it was Paul, uh, amen, that uh, he says that uh, the natural man understandeth not the things of God. They're foolishness unto him. They are spiritually discerned. You cannot discern or understand spiritual things on your own or by yourself. God must illuminate your mind. He must enlighten your, your eyes. He must soften your heart and help you to be able to understand the Word of God. Why? Because man's mind was corrupted and compromised by his fall into sin that occurred in the Garden of Eden. But not only that, also there's a detection. There is none that seeketh after God. Not only was man's mind corrupted by the fall, but also his heart was as well. And before the fall, man had a desire for God, but after the fall, uh, man no longer naturally wanted anything to do with God. And may I just say to you tonight that what we are doing, we are, we are showing a clear, a pure, and an undefiled picture of just exactly who man is without God. See, man wants to view himself as positive, as good, amen, as something inherently good or positive. Hey, there ain't nothing good about you. There ain't nothing good about uh, your flesh. Uh, apart from God, you don't even have the ability to understand spiritual truths. But not only that, without God, you don't have, you don't have the desire to pursue God or to seek after Him. Did you hear, the, hear, hear me tonight? Uh, in other words, God is the initiator of the love relationship we have with Him. God does not love you because you first love Him. God does not love us because of the desire that we have for Him. God loved us in spite of the fact that we didn't want anything to do with Him. Man is not naturally attracted to God. Man wants to run away from God. You see this in the book of Genesis. Before the fall, man wanted to fellowship with God. Let me ask you this. Why in the world wouldn't, would we sinners not want to, anything to do with God? We, are, we depend upon Him. Uh, he is the sufficiency of our lives. Without Him, we can't do anything. I can't walk without God. I can't talk without God. Uh, amen. Without Him, I wouldn't have a job. Without the Lord, I wouldn't have a family. 
Without the Lord, I wouldn't have a house to live in. Without the, the Lord, I wouldn't have the ability to, uh, amen, to, to, to comprehend and to reason out and to, 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 to figure God is the author of our intelligence. Man is not naturally intelligent. God is the one that gives him the ability uh, to perform all of these uh, technological advances that we see today. You think about just how advanced man is technologically. Amen? The things that we have the ability to do in our society, whether it be in the, uh, amen, uh, as far as computers are concerned, and now they're even talking about robots. And they're questioning whether one day that uh, the creatures that man creates are going to be, uh, become a threat to man. In other words, the robots we create are going to be smarter than we are. <laughs> huh? See, my point is man doesn't do that. God's the one that gives us the ability to do that. See, we want to take credit for our inventions and for our creations and for our manufacturing. All the... The, the, amen, the, the metropolises and the cities and the, the, the architecture and the buildings and all of the things that man frames and creates, we couldn't do any of it without the Lord. But then we want to take credit for, everything, for what we do instead of giving Him the credit. You know, you, but do you see the discrepancy and do you see the contradiction? As great as man is and all the things that man has created and performed, yet now we don't even know the difference between a man and a woman. That tells you just exactly how smart man is without God. We can't even, uh, amen, define the basic two genders that are identified to us back in the book of Genesis. Man's nothing without God. Uh, amen. Uh, God does not love us because we love Him. God loves us in spite of the fact that we don't want nothing to do with Him. Amen. We love Him because He first loved us. Naturally, your flesh doesn't want anything to do with God. Uh, and I'm telling you, friend, without the Lord's help, without His grace, when left, to, if, you're, if you're given a choice to choose God or my sin, you'll choose your sin every single time. Man is prone. Uh, amen, that song that we just sung, uh, uh, I Must Tell Jesus. Oh, how the world to evil allures me. Oh, how my heart is tempted to sin. There is none that seeketh after God. Amen, God provided man with a way to, uh, to have fellowship with Him and to walk with Him. And what did man do? He messed it up. And then after the fall, instead of fellowshipping with God, you find man hiding from God and running away from God. Amen? In spite of the fact... Why, why would we cut off the hand that feeds us? Why would we fo focus on the one uh, that's not done so much for us and has been so good to us? But I'm telling you, this world is filled with multitudes of people that know God's goodness, that know His blessing. Amen. That, that God has graced their lives. Amen. With an abundance that they didn't do anything to, to, to uh, produce it on their own. 
Uh, amen. But yet in spite of all God's done for him, at some point in time, they forsook God and turned away from him. Just what man does. And you better be careful, friend, because in this day, this, 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 how many of you believe we're living in the last days? Perilous, dangerous times. There's a falling away. And friend, I'm telling you, more than ever, more than ever there is a spiritual undertow that is dragging and pulling men and women away from God. And if they, you think you're not vulnerable to it, you're crazy. I mean, you may be in church this week, you may be out of church next week. You may be on fire for God right now, but if you're not careful, you may be a statistic next week. Do you know, and, I, and this was mentioned today during fellowship at lunch, for some of, some of us, the only thing that's keeping us from falling into sin is a lack of opportunity. You know, one of the things Jesus prayed, and Jesus didn't even have the ability to sin. I, I believe that. I believe in the impeccability of Christ. I don't think Christ could have sinned if He wanted to. You say, well, why was He tempted then? To prove His sinlessness. Not to determine whether or not He would sin, but to prove that He wouldn't. But you know what Jesus prayed? He said, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. You need to pray that God puts a hedge of protection around your life and around your family and around your loved ones. Amen. That uh, amen. He would keep you and deliver you and, lead, and not lead you and not allow you to fall into temptation. Because I'm telling you, for some of us, the only thing that's keeping us from sin is a lack of opportunity. Getting quiet, isn't it? But that's good preaching. Amen. Alright, so let's move a little further. Not only there's none that understandeth, there's none that seeketh after God. Amen. They're all gone out of the way. Confusion. Here we find how that by way of man's fall into sin, his moral compass is gone. In his ability to make good, sound, reasonable, and logical decisions simply does not exist. And all these things work together and go along with each other because man's mind has been corrupted and because his heart has been contaminated, so also his ability to make good and sound choices does not exist on his own. That's why in the book of Proverbs the Bible says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all of thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You know, that's why you need God. Because in your, on your own and by yourself, you do not have the ability in your flesh to make good, sound, moral decisions. Why do people do stupid stuff? Why do we live in a society where men and women are doing things that 10 years ago we couldn't even comprehend? 
Isn't that what we said? Jeremiah said, what you're doing, the sins that you're guilty of, God cannot even comprehend how you could have become this depraved and gone this far. Would you not agree with me tonight that we live in a society where, where we as human beings are making foolish and unsound and unwise decisions? You know why? Because we no longer have a moral compass. There is no such thing as right or wrong. Uh, we live in a day uh, where it's the way that it was in the book of Judges. And the Bible says that every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Amen? You know, there are just some, there's some rules and there are some boundaries that God laid out for His people Amen? Not because He wanted to uh, strong arm His creatures. Not because He wanted to prove His authority over them. God doesn't need to prove His authority over you. He already knows that He's the boss. He's in charge. The question ain't where God knows it, do you know it? <laughs> Amen? But God, God established rules and boundaries and restrictions and laws and orders Amen? To keep man from destroying himself. To keep man from wandering and straying away. From keep, keep, to keep man from absolutely annihilating himself. You say, preacher, what would happen if, if God left man to himself? Well, you're starting to see what happens. We are living in a society to where the hand of God is slowly, gradually and progressively being removed from our culture. I believe we are living in the foreshadowing of what it's going to be like in the Great Tribulation when the Holy Spirit no longer exists in the lives of His people, in and through the church of living God. Amen. There's no moral compass. You need a moral compass. You need a... You need a Hey, I don't care what it is. In, in a, you know, when you, when you uh, start a new job, usually there's a manual, you know, in a factory. Rule, you know, rules and regulations. Do's and don'ts of what to do and what not to do. You know, what's the purpose of that? To maintain order and structure within the confines of that company. Man, I mean, when you play sports, when you play basketball, in order for the game to, 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 to flow, to have a flow to it, to have an order and a structure to it, and so that it wouldn't be all, every man for himself and just all out chaos, there's some rules. Amen? There's fouls. Uh, amen? That's why laws are good. That's why law enforcement is positive. Amen. The police aren't your enemy. They're here to protect you. We ought to extol law and order. But now we're living in a society that's shirking it all together. We're living uh, in a world that says, uh, Amen, God, uh, I, I don't want anything to do with your God. 
I don't want anything to do with your Bible. I don't need a moral compass. I can guide and direct myself. I can make decisions on my own without the help of a higher power. And what we see is lawlessness breaking out all across our land. Amen. You can't even go on a, you know, a, an app on your cell phone, that, a news site, and every day it's one mass shooting after another. You've got entire metropolises such as Chicago and Philadelphia. They more resemble war zones. Why? Because law, there's no law and order. And, and you know this, boy, y'all got me. Y'all, why do you always do this? Get me off track. Amen? You hope I'll get done preaching sooner. See, it's usually it's the opposite. Amen. But you know, this problem, we see it also, uh, amen, it's like a domino effect. It affects every aspect of society. That's why your jails are full. That's why your schools. Uh, amen, I'm telling you, I, we need to pray for our teachers. I mean, you're, you know, our, our public school teachers have got the hardest job in the world. Amen. They're trying to do a job without order, without structure. Amen. We uh, were unloading the box truck at the ark today and we pulled out this wooden square thing with a handle on the end of it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. That's what used to happen when I was growing up. Otis, did you ever get paddled? Yeah, I guarantee you Otis did. I mean, that's used to, it's such a thing as discipline. And it's positive. I, I needed more of it than what I got when I was growing up. Hallelujah. And every ounce of discipline that I received was not harmful, but it made me who I am today. And we live in a society where there's no discipline, there's no accountability, there's no responsibility. Everybody just wants to do what, what they want to do. Be who they wanted to, want to be rather than who God created us to be. Homelessness. I touched on this Wednesday night. But, uh, I, I mean, who would have ever thought that it's actually becoming the end thing and popular and the fad to be homeless? Who would want to live without shelter, without food, not knowing where you're going to sleep from day to day? But amongst our younger generation, our young adults, it's actually becoming cool to be homeless. Y'all think I'm lying. I'm telling the truth. And I ain't just talking to the big cities. I'm talking about right here in Greenville. You'd be amazed at how many homeless young adults there are right here in Greenville and Green County. And some of them, listen, I'm not knocking on homeless people because you could be homeless and I could be. I'm talking about those who choose to be. Why? Because they don't want to live responsibly. They don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to have to make money to pay the bills. They don't want to work so that they can have food and a home. They, the, amen, they want to just live. Uh, amen, just live from day to day without any direction or moral compass. But then, they want everybody else to bail them out. 
when they do get hungry. Preacher, you're, 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 you're callous. You're, no, I'm not. I care about these people. But what they, they don't need a handout. What they need is some direction. They need a spiritual compass that's found in the Word of God. Amen. Y'all got me so off track, it ain't even funny. How many of you believe we live in a society that's gone out of its way? Amen. In our falling astray without God, we're like a ship without a rudder, a vehicle without a steering wheel, or a man out in the dark or the wilderness without a compass, light, or map to help him get out. Man in the fallen, depraved state of his sin merely is in a state of confusion, chaos, without any kind of direction, guidance, or purpose of life whatsoever. We are living in a chaotic society. You know what? Confusion breeds chaos. And we've been messed up and confused for a long time. And now we are witnessing an American society, an American culture that used to take pride in itself. And not necessarily in itself, but in the God that made it who it is. Now a, a, a society that's shameful. That's bringing reproach to the ones that built it and made it. The great nation it was. And we are witnessing right before our eyes a culture right here in America that is spiraling completely out of control. With no end in sight. You say, preacher, when's it going to end? When we repent. I mean, preacher, there's got to be an end to this. No, there's not. You say, preacher, how bad is it going to get? It's going to get as bad as we want it to get. All we have to do is go back to where we, we, where we left God. We've got to go back to the detour. We've got to retrace our steps. Because it's either God's way or it's the highway, honey. I mean, uh, chaos, gas prices, inflation, uh, crime. Huh. I, I, I mean, where does it all end? There is no end. It's just going to get worse and worse until we realize that we can't do this thing without God's help. Estimation. <laughs> Let me go just a little further. Is that all right? Y'all getting quiet. Y'all were happy because you got out at 7 o'clock last week. I know what this is all about. Hallelujah. I ain't no, never going to ask Brother Lentz back to preach again. Hallelujah. They are altogether become unprofitable. So here we see how that because man's mind, heart, and will have been corrupted, and because man no longer possesses within himself the natural ability to think, feel, want, or do right, because man's motor is broken, because his ship's lit, lost its sail, and because the vehicle no longer has a steering wheel to guide or direct him, and because he no longer has a lamp, a light, or a compass to bring him up out of the depth and depravity of his own darkness, in essence, man no longer has any worth or value to anyone whatsoever, especially God. That's what makes grace so amazing. What 
value or profit do you have that could make God any better or any greater than who He already is? None. God doesn't need you, but He still loved you. <laughs> Amen. God is not any better off because of you, but still He wants you. And He's still gracious and merciful to you. You know, the two words that fit, uh, amen, perfectly and accurately to describe man and his sinful condition are the words lost and broken. If you want to describe who we are as a culture, as a society, individually and collectively, man is lost and man is broken. And he can't find his own way out and he can't fix his own problems. Amen. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. We could go on down, and, and we will next week, Lord willing. Talks about our tongues. You know, we live in a vile society. I mean, used to, there was just certain, th certain things you just didn't say. <laughs> Definitely not publicly. But now you got them, I mean, people waving profane words from the back of their vehicles. There's no shame whatsoever. Man's vile. And it's not just one political party either. We learned that when we went to D.C. Amen. The Republicans are just as filthy mouthed as the Democrats are. Amen? Let me just whet your appetite. And I'll finish with this. Verse 16, look with me. Of course, 15, their feet are swift to shed blood. Isn't that what we see taking place today? But how about this? Destruction and misery are in their ways. You know what happens when you give man something to do, he messes it up. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's just some... Have you ever, have you ever met a klutz? <laughs> Let me ask this. Is anybody in this house clumsy? Cl clumsy, amen? People say, especially when I'm out on the water in my boat, I'm a klutz and I'm, cl I'm clumsy. If there's any way to make it go bad, nickel may. You know, there are just some things that you ought not be able to mess up. But man, I mean, you just put it in man's hands. He ain't going to fix it. He's going to mess it up. God created a beautiful thing when He made the world. Man messed it up. Uh, God created a beautiful thing when... Uh, amen. When he established the family, look what man's done to the family. Amen. God created a beautiful thing when he established the church of the living God. And look what man's done to the church. God created a wonderful thing when he caused our forefathers to sail from the continent of Europe to a land he never knew. And God in His sovereign grace raised up 
uh, besides Israel, the greatest nation that has ever existed on the planet. And look what man's done when God put it in his hands. God's the great redeemer. Man's the great destroyer. And we've messed this thing up. We blew it. And now we're trying to point fingers and blame each other for the mess that we've created. The only answer, the only remedy, the only cure is this simple. we got to go back to God. But you know what? We are too, our political leaders, our spiritual leaders are too proud. Uh, amen. Our politicians in Washington, they've made a mockery of their offices. But yet they strut around with an attitude of pride thinking they're the best thing since sliced bread. And they still think that their way is the best way in spite of the fact that they themselves are causing this nation to crumble right before their very eyes. The only cure, the only answer, we got to go back to God. Because whether it be mentally, whether it be emotionally, whether our mind, our emotions, our decisions, the only way we can think right, feel right, and do right is if we have God to help us on our way. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, I thank you, Lord, for this day. And Lord, what a blessing it's been just to be in your house. Thank you, Lord, for the challenge that you give to us this morning. Brother Todd preached in a, a wonderful message from the Word of God. But Lord, I pray that, Lord, uh, if there's anything that's been said tonight, it's that we can't do it without you.